Welcome to the Mindfulness Meditation Podcast presented by the Rubin Museum of Art. We are a museum in Chelsea, New York City that connects visitors to the art and ideas of the Himalayas and serves as a space for reflection and personal transformation. I'm your host, Dawn Eshelman. Every Monday we present a meditation session inspired by a different artwork from the Rubin Museum's collection and led by a prominent meditation teacher from the New York area. This podcast is a recording of our weekly practice, currently held virtually. In the description for each episode, you will find information about the theme for that week's session, including an image of the related artwork. Our Mindfulness Meditation Podcast is presented in partnership with Sharon Salzberg and teachers from the New York Insight Meditation Center, the Interdependence Project, and Parabola Magazine. And now, please enjoy your practice. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Mindfulness Meditation Online with the Rubin Museum of Art. My name is Dawn Eshelman. Great to have you here with us. And for those of you who are new to us, we're a museum of Himalayan art and ideas in New York City. And it is a pleasure to have you all join us for our weekly practice where we combine art and meditation online. We're talking about interdependence uh, today. So this idea comes forth in this time of year that for, for many of us is a time of gathering in one way or another, virtually or in person, or just feeling our connectedness. And sometimes, um, you know, recognizing when we don't feel that as well. But um, often, you know, thinking of or looking to the collective as this core part of our experience together. So today we're going to look at a work of art from our collection that will inspire our, our sit together today. And we'll hear a brief talk from our teacher. Today we have the exquisite Sharon Salzberg. And luckily we get to have her next week as well. And then again in the new year. So a nice dose of Sharon Salzberg for you. Today with Sharon, we will hear a brief talk from Sharon. Then after that, we'll sit together 15 or 20 minutes. Let's take a look at the theme and artwork for today. So this is Sherab Chama. This is the loving mother of wisdom. And this is from 19th century Tibet. This is actually a, a deity of the Bon religion. So Bon, the religion that's indigenous to Tibet, to the Himalayas and uh, Tibet, Central Asia. And Bon has really flourished despite the popularity of Buddhism in the region as well. Um, and over the last thousand years and through many different kind of political environments. And this is a very important figure in that tradition. Sherab Chama, um, the loving mother of wisdom. And the primary role of the loving mother of wisdom is that of a compassionate mother figure that embodies the nature of wisdom. And as the nature of wisdom, she is the mother of all bone deities and enlightened ones. And the four principal deities in the bone religion are known as the four transcendent ones. And Sherab Jama is the only female and she's the first. And she's known by many different names. Maybe we'll hear a little bit more about that later and has numerous forms also. So peaceful or wrathful. We see so many figures here in this painting, but just bringing this forward, this 
to you today under this umbrella of interdependence, connectedness, this concept of compassion that really underlies that connectedness and that concept for us. So she's both a meditational deity and a protector. And she's one of the most frequently mentioned figures in the Bun religion and extends her protection to religious and secular folks and um, just exudes this concept of compassion, connectedness. So let me bring on our teacher today, Sharon Salzberg, who is the co-founder of the Insight Meditation Society in Barrie, Massachusetts, has many wonderful books, real change, real love. She's just such an important person for us here at the Rubin and has incredible teachings and books that I think are really useful for practitioners of many different levels and delighted to have you back, Sharon. Thank you so much. Um, It's wonderful to be back. So I'm still in New York City, so I just want to warn you, I may be bringing you the sounds not only of sirens and traffic, but of nearby construction. So uh, that's just how it is. I do apologize, but it is how it is, which brings us to the topic of the day, which is interdependence. And another way of approaching that is, is reality. Like, what's real? Um, you know, we spend so much of our time battling what's real or not noticing what's real or ignoring what's real. But when we hone our attention, even just to be present, it's not anything like super fancy. Um, to be present, to be open, to be interested, then we can see what actually is much more clearly in a less cluttered kind of biased way. And one of the main things we see over and over again is the truth of interdependence. And, you know, we can see many faces of interdependence that we are relying on others Sometimes, you know, well, now it's so obvious in sort of pandemic times or um, in that flow of events. But uh, even before that, I'd walk down the hallway in my apartment in New York City and I, I would just think, I hope nobody like, you know, falls asleep smoking or something like that. You know, like my life is really in the hands of the behavior of others. And so too are other people's lives in the hands that uh, I have to work with, to make choices from, that we live in a way that we are really, even if we don't notice it, relying on one another. And sometimes that's scary. That's not always that beautiful. The beautiful face of it is embodied in something like that piece of art. It's compassion. It's It's the kind of compassion that's so natural that it's like breathing out. It's the kind of compassion that happens because there is no other way of being. It just doesn't make any sense when we are responding to what's real, that we're kind of all in this together, that we need one another, that our lives are connected, Um, which, you know, is very different than liking somebody or approving of them or cheering them on, hoping that they have tremendous success in their endeavors. It's very, very different. 
It's that bone-deep knowledge that our lives have something to do with one another. And we respond. It's just the natural response of that worldview. You know, in imagery and um, metaphor, often people uh, say things like it's like realizing one of your hands or one of your fingers is, is hurting. And so you respond. It's not actually that we all mush together into one kind of blob, but, but we have that knowledge. It reminds me of, um, in Mahayana Buddhism, this is very beautiful image called Indra's net where the entire universe is depicted as a net. And in each place where say the strings where the cords meet, there's a crystal. So every crystal is reflecting off of everything else. And, um, that's really said to be reality. And so, uh, we don't force ourselves to th- see things that way, but we really try to pay attention to notice. We notice um, how alone we can feel when we are apart from that. We notice the profound sense of connection when we recognize that our lives are intertwined. And uh, maybe even before we sit, we can do one of my favorite reflections together, which is a little bit like that. And then um, after that, we can go into the meditation. And the reflection is basically just considering for a moment, you just be relaxed. You don't have to close your eyes unless you want to, but just see who comes to mind when you consider who all might have had any influence on your being here today listening. Maybe somebody is taking care of things at home so that you have some free time and you can do this or at work so you can do this. Or somebody long ago told you about mindfulness or about the Rubin Museum. Somebody read you a poem, played you a piece of music, showed you some art, and you started thinking about layers of reality and different perspectives. Because no one was like channel surfing, right? <laughs> ended up here. Their causes and conditions, their relationships, conversations, connections that are just streaming together to bring us all here in this moment. So who comes to mind? When I do this reflection, I often think about the Board of Regents of the state of New York, which dispenses scholarships for uh, state universities. And I went to one of those universities with their scholarship that they awarded me. And that was how I was able to go to college. And it was through a college program that I ended up going to India. So in a very direct way, they're actually part of why I'm here with you all now. And sometimes I do this reflection and I think about those people whose actions have really hurt me, not just the ones I find annoying or or I get impatient over, but those times in my life where I really felt like I was at an edge and I thought I'm going to have to start seeing things differently or work to be different 
to have a better perspective, to be happier. Because they're part of why I'm here right now, too. You think about the food that you've perhaps eaten today, even if it was not a distinct animal product, somebody planted seeds in some soil and creatures live in that soil and someone did that planting. Someone harvested a crop, transported it, sold it to us or created a dish and sold it to us. Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh is very famous for, um, you know, back when he was publicly lecturing, he's like, hold something up like a string bean, you know, and say, now see the world. See the sunshine, see everything that affected the quality of that soil. See the hopes and dreams of that farmer. If we look at anything, we really can see the world because Everything is linked. Everything is intertwined. And the consequence of that is that we realize we're never alone, however alone we might feel. And that we have kind of a responsiveness to others that is commensurate with that worldview. We recognize and appreciate those who've helped us. We take a moment to do that. We reach out, especially if someone has reached out to us. We kind of pay it forward in a way that's not, you know, labored and like lecturing yourself and uh, having a kind of pretense in any way, but it's so natural. We see the world as it really is, and this is how every element of our being is just lined up to respond. So interdependence is really, in so many ways, it's like the core understanding that we come to when we pay attention carefully. So let's sit together. You can close your eyes or not. And in this web of interconnection, start by listening to sound which is not yet that really difficult sound of sawing and drilling and whatever. Just whatever sounds come and go, see if you can relax deep inside and allow them to do just that. And bring your attention to the feeling of your body sitting, whatever sensations you discover. See if you can feel the earth supporting you. Feel space touching you.
bring your attention to your hands and make that move from the more conceptual level, like go fingers, to the worlds of direct experience, picking up the sensations in the moment that you're feeling. Coolness, warmth, pressure, whatever it might be. You don't have to name these things, but feel them. And bring your attention to the feeling of your breath, the actual sensations of the in and out breath. And this is just the normal natural breath. You don't have to try to make it deeper or different. And find that place where the breath is strongest for you or clearest for you. Maybe the nostrils, the chest or the abdomen. Bring your attention there and just rest. See if you can feel one breath. As various other things arise, thoughts, feelings, sensations, please notice them, recognize them. See if you can let go of them and return your attention to the feeling of the breath. And for all those, perhaps many times you're just gone, spaced out, lost in thought, or you fall asleep. Truly, don't worry about it. You realize that? Here, too, we see if we can let go and just begin again.
when your attention leaves the breath, see if you can notice what you're experiencing without judgment, without holding on, without pushing away, just recognizing, oh, this is what's happening right now. And then see if you can let go and come back to the breath.
And when you feel ready, you can open your eyes or lift your gaze and we'll end the meditation. Thank you so much, Sharon. That concludes this week's practice. If you'd like to support the Rubin and this meditation series, we invite you to become a member. If you're looking for more inspiring content, please check out our new podcast, Awaken, hosted by Lori Anderson. The 10-part series features personal stories that explore the dynamic path to enlightenment and what it means to wake up. Now available wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening, and thank you for practicing with us.